Hello, bonjour, hello, hi, heya, and previet, hockey fans. Welcome to the Europuck Podcast, the show where two Brits talk all things European hockey as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. If you want to keep updated on all of the latest news, scores, or standings from across the European hockey world, you want to get some insight from some very interesting guests discussing their stories with hockey and how the sport grows around in Europe in different interesting places, or if you want to keep updated with all of the leagues across Europe that are either playing, have been suspended, cancelled, delayed indefinitely, then do check out our latest episodes of the Europuck podcast every Friday as part of the Hockey Podcast Network. We have a YouTube channel, the Europuck Podcast, and you can listen to us wherever else you get your podcasts. So check us out every Fridays and we'll see you there, folks. podcast justin bedford alongside noah russo how you doing this week noah i'm good how are you me doing fantastic things uh things are good going good up north here uh you know i've been watching a lot of european hockey a lot of other sports on you got the world series going on right now um incredible game last night yeah game four um, game four. And then game five's right away tonight. Yeah. It's, it's, man, it's, it's a man. lot. It's a lot. I'm just saying playoff baseball hits different. It's unbelievable. It does. Like regular season baseball kind of take it or leave it. Like unless, you know, you really love it or if it's just like an in the background kind of thing. But playoff baseball is something special for sure. And, I mean, we saw that last night. Unbelievable. I really don't have a preference between these two teams. To be honest, I guess maybe the Rays, just because they're an underdog. Of course, they are a Florida rival. But, you But know. it's baseball. It's baseball. It's baseball. It's all yeah, I'm I, I'm kind of leaning towards the Rays, to be honest. Um, yeah, I'm leaning Rays, too. But just because you gotta root for them, it's the money ball. It's it's money ball. Yeah, in one of my classes, we actually uh, this week we had a guest speaker who does uh, some business analytics for the race. So she's at the World Series right now. 
um and she was just talking about like kind of all the stuff that they do and it's it's incredible that organization it's nuts like so my one of my professors was actually talking about a previous student who was um interning with the rays in their analytics department and you know this guy was like had a master's degree and he was interning with a guy who was getting his phd in statistics like who would who would have thought man like that's just crazy there's a reason why they're by far the best team analytically in the league yeah absolutely it's it's not even it's not even close um it's everyone thinks so too like it's a very unanimous across the entire league and that's why that Andrew Friedman was kind of brought into the Dodgers organization to kind of mimic what the Rays were doing but on a budget yeah I mean and it's worked yeah it's it's quite interesting very exciting to see the Rays there I'm hoping we get another good game tonight um, we'll tune into that. Also tonight we have uh, we have football all day today, so I think we'll start off this podcast with uh, our gambling corner segment, going over the matchups, going over our parlays. Um, we didn't get our parlays in time for the Thursday night game. I never bet on the Thursday night game. That's I, I I just can't I. What, what, when I do my parlays, it's for one day only because then I, I just get frustrated if – I'd get I'd get too frustrated if it, like, crashed on the first night on Thursday. Yeah. The thing for me is, like, so, in, like, if you bet on, like, the Monday night game and you hit all your other games in your parlay and then it comes to Monday night and it's just, like, it's too much pressure. <laughs> like, I can't even watch at that point. Then the and honestly – this week's Monday night is – I don't get why the, the Bears keep, like, being labeled as underdogs. Yeah, like, I get it because, I mean, look at them. But they just keep winning. Aren't they, like, 5-1? and one? Yeah. They're 5-1, and one, but, you know, who is their QB? Like, you know, Nick Foles in at QB now. Um. Obviously, Dolphins are on the bye this week. Two are going to be taking over as the starter next week. That'll be a lot of fun. Um, mm-hmm. thir- Thursday night game this week was I th- – I, I, I watched it. I didn't expect to really like it that much because, uh, you know, unlike you, I'm not a Giants fan. and Yeah. You man, know, nothing really invested in that. Me. Thanks for reminding me. But, you know, sometimes when teams are just like – they're, neither of them are really that good. You know, it makes them some very entertaining football. And I think we saw a lot of that on Thursday mm-hmm. with some just incredibly th- bad plays all around. It was awesome. Yeah, it was quite a matchup. That's all I'm going to say on that issue. Um, it, it, yeah, I should have watched the debate. That would have been less of a train wreck, I think. Probably, probably. Uh, no doubt. Uh, but we'll move on now to the Sunday games this week. Uh, start off, uh, to just uh, start off here, Noah and I, we did take every single game in our parlays this week. Except I'm not betting on 
Pittsburgh and Tennessee because I can see both teams winning, and I was too nervous about it. No, I mean, I'm all in. Let's go. Every single game this week. except the, Oh, and including the Monday night game. All right, we'll start off here. Detroit and Atlanta. Who are you taking in this one, Noah? I took Detroit. Um, Detroit the underdog. The, the underdog. Uh, you know, as you said last week with the with the Bengals, I gotta 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 get the odds and kind of get the odds a little higher. Maybe not in my favor, but high risk, high reward type of situation. Well, you're not gonna believe this, Noah, but I also took the Lions in this one. I, For- I don't even. Like they're, they're they're not big underdogs. I uh, no, they're marginal I, underdogs. The Falcons looked great last week with uh you know new coaching in there. I had in our fantasy league. I had Young Hoku, who was my leading scorer on my team as a kicker with twenty points. Thank goodness he was there. Um, in this one though, I also took Detroit Lions for two reasons. Number one, Matt Stafford. No explanation needed. Number two, TJ Hawkinson. Also no explanation needed. <laughs> I, for listeners, I'm a huge TJ Hawkinson fan. And he is not one st- Like, I dr- every year I take him in fantasy. And I'm like, this is the, you know, I took him last year. First week, touchdown, looks great. Then he did nothing for the next 15 games. <laughs> this year, I wasn't able to draft him, so I had to make a trade to get him. <laughs> <laughs> and so far, it's not looking great. But TJ Hawkinson, this is his week. Do you, do you not have Todd Gurley on your fantasy team? I know you're a huge Todd Gurley fan, too. No, we're uh, no in our league, uh, our friend Braden keeps trying to offer him to me. But uh, no. If if Braden wants to trade with you, that's already a sign that Braden's trying to fleece you. Yeah, Braden tries to fleece and then gets fleeced by other guys in the league. And for the, our listeners out there, I would just this guy Braden we're talking about right now. This is a guy who traded Derrick Henry like in like week two, <laughs> and and the return was nothing. So that should just tell you all you need to know right there about Braden. But we'll move on to the next game of the week. The Battle of Ohio, Cleveland Browns, Cincinnati Bengals. Who is taking you know, this one? You know, last week I yeah. took Colts over the Bengals, and they won. It was twenty-one nothing at one point. But it was looking really good for the Bengals right out of the gate, and then no, nothing. But you want to know what I bet against the Bengals last week? So and that worked. So I'm going against the Bengals again, and I think Cleveland's going to rebound from their tough loss against the Steelers last week. Well, I took the Bengals again this week. (laughs) Why? Simple. Well, the odds were just so good. (laughs) They weren't even that good. They're like in 255. That's what I have. 255 to bet on Joey Burrow. You know what? I think Joe Mixon's out too. Could be it. (laughs) But guess what? They don't need it. Joey B slinging the rock downfield, automatic. So give me the Cincinnati Bengals. If I bet on them every week, there's no way they lose every game. One week, they're going to win. They've already lost. They've already won a game. Exactly. I think you missed the shot. 
No, no, I bet on it. Oh, you bet on the game they won? Yeah, I bet on, I've bet on them like every week. Oh, nice, nice. Always bet on the Bengals. I don't, even like, the, I don't even like the Bengals, but... <laughs> oh, I didn't bet on them when they played the Ravens because that would have been dumb, but... <laughs> that was the one, like, you know, Bengals against Browns, you know? With Baker Mayfield swinging it, he's good for, like, what, three, four picks a game? So... <laughs> I, I, I have faith in the team down there. We'll see if they get it done. Fair enough. Next one, Packers-Texans. This was a tough one, I thought. I'm, 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 I'm taking the Packers, but I could – like, I would not be surprised if the Texans were the, the team to upset in that uh, – upset me in that parlay. I, I yeah. think it's super realistic. Yeah, this, this, is, this is a tough one for me, too. I think – in my opinion, I think the the Texans are probably better than what we've seen from them this year. And I think the Packers are probably a bit worse than what we've seen from this year for the most part. Like, obviously, last week they got, you know, curb stomped by Tampa Bay and, you know, <laughs> <laughs> the guys down there. But um, I, I also took the Packers in this one. All right. Cool. Just because – Line. I it, this was a very close one, a tough one. I think you know people are out there. Oh, they're not. They're listening. But we've already. This will be out by the time. Um. Yeah, I'm. T- yeah, I'm sticking with the Packers in this one, but it's gonna be very close. I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. N- next one, New Orleans. Yep. Saints. Yeah. Uh. Uh. I'm going with the Saints. I know. I think Michael Thomas is out, and I think somebody else is out for for the Saints. But you got to trust the process and put faith in Drew Brees' hands, and he'll he'll make it. Um, he'll make it rain, unless it's third down in a very important situation. In which case, Hill will be in at a quarterback from this for the Saints. As one should, as a smart play. As know. one should, as one should. You want to talk most clutch quarterbacks? It starts with Taysom Hill. Um, <laughs> it's like the same. You know, in this one, I think. Yeah, I like the Saints a lot as a team. You know, they got Kamara, Breeze, great defense, but, but, there's just something about the Carolina Panthers. Can't really explain it. They got, you know, deep receiving group. None of them are like you know incredible but they're all like decent you got two glove teddy slinging it down the field no christian mccaffrey to slow him down (laughs) so i'm taking i'm taking the panthers in this one all right and i mean at 340 i think you know those are exceptional odds right there so uh, uh, yeah, I'm riding with the Carolina Panthers in there. We'll we'll find out soon how that Speaking how that one goes. of exceptional odds. Bills Jets. Bills Jets. <laughs> well, th- this one, I mean, it's got to be the Bills, right? It's got to be. You know, as much as I'd love to see the Jets actually win a game, I mean. Come on. It's going to happen. Like, it has to happen this season. Them winning a game? Yeah. How? Don't they play Miami again? 
Yeah, Miami's much better. But that would be like the next worst team. I think the next worst team. I think the next worst team is the Giants. But they don't play. No, but yeah, it's the next worst team. And the Giants already have a win. Exactly. No, I think I think I think zero and sixteen for the Jets this year. Calling it now. And then Sam Darnold gets traded for sure. So they can bring in Trevor Lawrence. And then how, how is how does Adam Gase still have a job with the Jets? You know, it was interesting. I saw um, a quote from the owner, and he was talking about you know how Adam Gase's elite offensive mind, you know, and that's why he hasn't been fired. And it's like, where is the evidence of this? He's never been above. Like somebody sent me a picture. He's um. He's been in the bottom third offensively since, like, his start in the NFL. He's never been above 20th in the league for offense in yeah, this and, season. And you can just look around the league at guys once, you know, guys who he's coached, and then once he leaves or they're under a different coach, you know, how, how they do after that. I mean, you have Ryan Tannehill down there in Tennessee who's just balling out. Absolutely balling out, and you know I, I I can't believe Adam Gates is still their coach. So so there's a huge push in the NFL to like uh, drive analytical departments, you know, like kind of build them up and create them. Uh, they're fairly small throughout the league, but I think the so in a so they did like an NFL poll of executives like to see. When they asked the question, who the top, the best five teams analytically and the worst five teams analytically, and believe it or not, the t- Tennessee Titans are in the bottom five for worst analytical departments. I believe that. Surprising considering how good they are. Yeah, but they're good. They just, just dish it to DN. Yeah, but it's it's very interesting. Maybe analytics don't always work. Maybe. 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 Well, you know, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, you know, sometimes, like, you don't look at the analytics and you just get lucky and you draft the best analytic guy. Fair enough. Right. So, but, I, yeah, I, I love what the, you know, the Titans are doing now and there. Big ups to them. Bills over Jets all day, though. Next one, you're not betting on this one. Steelers, Titans. I'm taking the Tennessee Titans. Why? They're playing at home. <clears throat> They're playing at home, which didn't factor into my decision at all. The reason I'm taking the Titans is because, as our, our listeners know, I'm a Seahawks fan. And one of our uh, very popular guests on this show is Jared Shea. And Jared Shea is a diehard Pittsburgh Steelers fan, born in Pittsburgh, raised in Pittsburgh. Um. <laughs> <laughs> and and right now both our teams are undefeated. And so I would love it if that, that could end this week for his his Steelers and maybe not my Seahawks. Yeah. So for that reason and that reason alone, no analytics going into it, no thought of the teams, just purely based on I don't want the Steelers to be undefeated anymore. After that, they can win every other game for the rest of the season. Don't care. Except the Super Bowl. 
Sure. Even then, I, whatever. Actually, yes, definitely. Um, next game up here, though, Dallas-Washington. Bit of an interesting one. Bit of an interesting one. Um, Andrew's coming into play here. Last week, we saw the season debut of the Red Rifle down there in Dallas, Andy Dalton. And wow, was that terrible. Which leads me into my pick, which will be uh, the Cowboys over the football team. You're taking Cowboys? I'm taking the Cowboys. Um, Listen, uh, I think Washington is really, really, really bad. And I think the Cowboys are really, really bad. So using that logic, I have to go with the Cowboys. Yeah. Also, I... also Andy Dalton. I mean, the, the they they have a strong wide receiving core and good yeah. running back. Like their offense should be decent. And I think the football team is that bad. Yeah, for, for me, I, I'm taking the Cowboys in this one. I, I agree with that uh, the assessment that there's just two – even without, you know, Dak Prescott, Cowboys just have too many offensive weapons, guys that can make plays. So, I'm, I'm taking them in this one. Uh, no doubt in my mind there. Even though they are the underdog. Yeah. Which well, – um, I don't know what's up with that. Well, that's just – they cl- clearly, you know <laughs> – the Vegas odds makers do not like Andy Dalton. <laughs> <laughs> and after what we saw last week, I don't know if you can blame them. Yeah, last week was bad. But they were playing the Cardinals. Like, the Cardinals are pretty decent. There was one pick he threw that was quite – like he threw it right at a Cardinal player. And I'm looking around, I'm like, I don't even know if there was a Cowboys player on that side of the field. Yeah. The closest Cowboy player was sitting on the bench on the sidelines. My goodness. <laughs> But whole different week this week. We're gonna see a renewed Andy Dalton, familiar with the system. He's gonna he's gonna go off. Easy win. Our next one here, no Tampa Bay Buccaneers, Las Vegas Raiders. Who are you liking in this one? Uh Antonio Brown and the Buccaneers, even though I know he'll not be playing. Exactly. Although the, the Raiders have done it to me before, so. The Raiders did it to me with the, when they beat Kansas City. Yeah, I don't even want to think of that game. That was so frustrating. Yes, it was awful. It was a terrible time. No one was happy. Not <laughs> even. <laughs> um, I'm taking Bucks in this one. Yeah. Because... I have a lot of their fantasy players, so I kind of just need that to happen. <laughs> so that's just purely based on that. Raiders, though, once again, could, you know, come in and win here and just ruin it for everyone. But I don't want to see that happen. No one wants to see that happen. That'd be terrible. Thoroughly unimpressed. Thoroughly unimpressed. Uh, next game up here. This has got to be the walk of the week. The Kansas City Chiefs versus the Denver Broncos. I mean. Like, yeah. (laughs) The Broncos won last week. They beat 
they beat the Patriots, which kind of kind of surprising. Um, Incredibly surprising. But like, come on, man! Like, come on! Like, come on, Patrick Chiefs. Mahomes. Yeah, come on. Travis Kelsey. Yeah. Yeah. Come on. Yeah, I mean, you know, Broncos like no Von Miller. Like, no. no. That's got that's got to be a lock of the week. Uh, yeah. I, I have mean, five on the week. I have five locks, although I'm thoroughly rethinking one of them. If you have to rethink it, it's not a lock. <laughs> <laughs> That's the whole point is you don't have to rethink it. Um, next one up here. This is an interesting one. Jaguars, Chargers. 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 Um, Herbert's going to get his first win in the NFL. I think he throws for six touchdowns today. <laughs> and Gardner Minshew throws four picks. And James Robinson at the same time also scores like eight TDs because I need that for fantasy. But Justin Herbert, six touchdown passes. That is my second lock of the week. I'm taking chargers in this one. Uh, also, he's on he, he's on an eighty-one to score three plus touchdowns. Yeah, that's easy money right there. I uh, you know for any relations, I assume I, that's that's running touchdowns. Like that's not passing. Either way, either way, either way, he, he's gonna ball it today. No doubt about that. No doubt. <clears throat> Next one up here. Another one could be interesting. Niners, Patriots. Niners have been really bad. And I they bet are on so them. In, they are so incredibly injured. I, I, I bet on them. Were they playing Miami last week? I think that's two weeks ago. It's two weeks ago. So they were playing. Who Do, do you remember who they were playing last week? No, it was so long ago. About a week ago, I don't remember. Anyways, Patriots. I also Although, Patriots. Haven't been a huge Cam fan since since uh, he lost against the Seattle Seahawks Broncos. Oh, I was very disappointed in that. That was a lock for me that week and made me lose money. Yeah, I, I think I probably did too. There it doesn't matter though. I'm taking them this week. Uh, but I, 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 you know, I, I, I believe in Cam. I believe in Bill. You know, they, they yeah, I, I'm mostly believing in Bill at this point. Yeah, but we will have to see. Our second last game here: Seattle Seahawks, Arizona Cardinals. Who are you taking? For fear of being ostracized by you, taking the Seahawks. I also took the Seahawks simply because I'm obligated to. But I remember watching this matchup last season and the, the Cardinals surprised and the Cardinals, you know, came away with the win last year. Kyler Murray's a great young quarterback. They got DeAndre Hopkins in there now. Should be a very exciting it's gonna game. A, it's going to be a great game. It's going to be a great game. I project the Seattle Seahawks to win on the last play of the game because that's what they do every week. So looking forward to that. Prime time. Should be a blast. But very nervous. 
tomorrow, Monday, Rams, Bears. Who are you taking? I got to go with the team that won last week in the Chicago Bears. Wow. You know, I, I don't get why they're such underdogs. I do not understand it. Wow, that's a bold decision. Maybe it'll pay off. Maybe it won't. I'm taking the L.A. Rams. Why? Jared Goff. Second Jared. one, Jared Goff. The guy just gets the job done. Fair enough. Or at least he's getting paid like a guy who should get the job done. Doesn't matter. I'm taking – I agree that the, the Bears should not be as heavily underdog as they are on here. But I'm taking the Rams in this one. You know, Aaron Donald, I think he's just going to – I mean, he's, I think he's going to pop off. So, we will see. Yeah. Uh, in total, though, my parlay for this week, $4, 13 games. Four dollars to return four grand. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm gonna put uh, the odds I'm of a- that. I'm putting the odds of that happening at zero. <laughs> but regardless, would be incredible. I'm at two dollars to return a hundred and eighty. Yeah, I will which say. Which I think is is more if, reasonable. Yeah, I will say if this parlay hits this week, the quality of the podcast about to go way up. The sound budget, the editing budget. Yeah, this is all. This is all like we're reinvesting in the podcast with the the gambling fund. The gambling fund that's at like negative sixty dollars right now. I'm only in negative ten because I've I've only been betting for what three weeks now, so it's not too bad. But it's it's it gets tempting. It does sometimes. You see the odds that are so bad, and you're like, oh, I know it's not going to happen, but if it does. <laughs> oh, I could probably retire tomorrow. Like, oh. But we'll see. Um, that does it for this segment, which turned out quite long in the end. Ah, it's all good. But nothing else really going on. Uh, yeah, we'll, other we'll than um, yeah. Anton Lindell just absolutely tearing it up in the finish in Elite League. Had a hat trick the other day. I mean – just really good indicators, uh, really good signs early on uh, about this pick for the Florida Panthers. And it's it's good to see a guy like that have success in that league, especially when, you know, the quality of the competition in the Finnish league is probably higher now than it was last year with mm-hmm. the amount of uh, import players kind of that are, are there waiting for their seasons to start. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but he's just been exceptional so far. Yeah, I mean, I you saw did you did you see his four goals? Did you did you watch the video of them? I mean, those are good goals. Yeah. Like those those aren't like garbage goals. No, they're not backdoor top in Corey Perry type of goals. You know, like they're quality goals. They're good plays. Um. And, you know, I know a lot of people still question his offensive upside as a, as a prospect, which you, you can understand. But at the same time, this is a guy who's been playing against men for years. Yeah. He's experienced. He's 
well-rounded. And, you know, I think with, with Anton Lindell, I think you probably have the, yeah, the, the most, I think it's probably the most well-rounded prospect the Panthers have at this moment where guys like, you know, Denisenko and Owen Tippett, they're more one-dimensional. 100%. Right. Like Owen Tippett's got to score goals to stay in the league. Gory Denisenko's got to produce offense to stay in the league. I think Anton Lundell is a guy where there's a lot of different ways he can contribute to a team's success that is going to make him uh, an NHLer for a long time. And and so far, it's he's off to a great start. He really is. Um, I, I'm really excited to see what, what's going to happen um, in the future for him. Yeah, and, and I think just for him too, like a great – a great place to develop in Florida, the great mentor in Sasha Barkov. Um, yeah, I mean, we, we love the pick at the time. And, you know, as he continues to develop, I think, you know, people are just going to get more and more excited about this guy as he gets closer to becoming an NHL player. Yeah. And and so for you, what's, what's your timetable, do you think, to seeing Anton Lindell at the NHL level? Um, so does he, has he signed his contract with the, with the Panthers? Um, I don't think so. No, I don't believe so. So my guess is we don't see him this year, but I think he'll be in the, AHL the year after if he does not make the NHL. Yeah, I think. And I, 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 I'd put the chances of him being in the NHL versus AHL at probably 60-40 in yeah. favor of the NHL. Yeah, like I fully expect after this season for the kind of consensus around him to be, okay, he's too good for the Finnish league, so he's got to come over to North America. And, and again, yeah, I just how quickly he develops to the the different ice and stuff like that will really be what determines uh, how quickly he gets here. I think I, I would expect him next season, not the upcoming season, but the year after. Yeah. I would expect to see him in Florida, and I'd expect to see him as a second or third line center role. Yeah. And, and what yeah. the – I think they'll they'll let him go to World Juniors this year. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I, I wouldn't see why they wouldn't. I think that's gonna be that's gonna be really interesting to watch in his development. Um it kind of teams in general have to make a decision about that that they, they might they probably won't be playing. I doubt this January first start date is feasible. It's still a lot of moving parts. I think yeah. I, I agree that it probably gets moved back um, would be my guess. Um, but I think I think if the expectations at Anton Lindell is not going to be coming over to North America this year to try and win yeah. a spot on the Panthers, yeah. then for sure see him at the World Juniors. I think there you're more likely to see teams that think prospects have a legitimate shot at the team. Those players might not be there. But yeah. uh, for, for a guy like Anton Lundell, I expect him to be there, um, which would be a great opportunity for, for fans to see him. 
Um, yeah, it, it's just going to be terrific. And I think the important thing w- with him specifically is that, you know, if, if he is ready in a, in a year's time for the 2021-2022 season, is that if he can come in and fill that second line, third line spot with, you know, at a relative, on, you know, on his ELC, I think that opens up cap room for the Panthers to add in other areas. Um, just so a good value contract to put them in a position to win in that kind of three-year ELC window. Yeah, and we'll, we'll, we'll have to wait and see what, what happens with the expansion draft during that offseason. But – I don't see the Panthers losing anybody too important. No, I think you're almost at this point looks like things might work out well, where you might lose a bad contract, which would be ideal. Oh no. Anton Strahlman. Oh no. We love you. Oh no. (laughs) Oh no. Sergei Bobrovsky. Oh no. Oh no! It'll be, it'll be very interesting to see how the Panthers approach this expansion draft. Very well documented that they maybe didn't make the best moves last expansion draft. Yeah, that's, that rumor's going around. I don't know why. I don't know. I can't even remember who they gave up. I don't even know if those guys are still in the league right now. Was it? I don't know. Was it Ryan Smith and like Johnny like? Marching, marching some, yeah. Like I, who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, yeah. Obviously, yeah. Riley Smith and Jonathan Marshall, both great players. Both They're no okay. longer Panthers. They're, okay. They're fine. You know, great. They're exceptional players, but you know, at the same time, you know, they're no Dominic Toninato or. <laughs> Mark Pissick, you know. Mark Pissick oh. doesn't even play for the Panthers anymore. Yeah, these guys are all gone. Like, but... Exactly. But these, uh, these, those, oh. Yes. Just brutal. Both, I, I, I anticipate a lot of teams will do things differently this time around. Yeah. It, it's gonna be, it's gonna be interesting. Um, some teams are like in a real tough spot for with this. I think there's gonna be, a, yeah. I think Seattle is gonna get some fantastic players. We already saw the Oilers kind of make a move uh, because of the expansion draft, bringing back Chris Russell, who I don't think they would have brought back otherwise. Uh, uh, the Canadians did the same with Jake Allen. Yeah. Um, what we're going to see some of these signings that, that are kind of like, don't make a ton of sense, but yeah, that you can live with as a team, but really is just for the expansion draft. Yeah. Um, you know, it's one more year in, in Edmonton. I, Chris Russell's like fits in like a glove there. Um, I don't think there's any worry. Well, I, I think the belief is like he's going to be there again this year, and then the hope is that Seattle takes him in expansion because they have to expose the defenseman. Yeah. So. And and gonna... obviously, obviously, I think I, I'm trying to remember the exactly what the Oilers 
the Oilers, but they'll be protecting Darnell Nurse, Oscar Clefbaum, and then who would be who would be the other D? Because it's three D, right? If they're doing three D eight forwards, then yes, or they can do four and four. Um, I believe it'd be uh, it'd be most. I think it'd be Jones and Bear. Jones and Bear. Jones and Bear would be the other two. Yeah. And, and Adam Larson's a UFA next year, so he can't be exposed. It's um. not a <laughs> contract, so it's got to be Chris Russell. So big ups to him. Yeah. And uh, Jake Allen over there in Montreal. It'll be interesting to see if more teams make moves kind of along those lines. Uh, with the expansion draft in mind, we'll just have to kind of wait and see. Yeah, we'll, we'll we'll have to wait. We we can't really make any 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 decisions or you know kind of any anything along those lines um, right now. Yeah, it's but, just it, it's an important thing to like keep in mind when you look at like decisions teams are making. Like if you think there's a questionable move, that might be the motive behind it. Or you're like, okay, I guess if that's the case, then that makes sense. Mm-hmm. So just something to think about as we get closer to next season and then to the expansion draft. Yeah. There was a, there was a new signing today. New signing today? Buffalo is just rolling right now. Who who did they get? They 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 resigned uh Samuel Reinhardt. Oh, I saw that one. Sam Reinhardt, 5.2. One year, 5.2. I mean, sure. He had arbitration rights this year, right? I believe so. The guy puts up points. I think it's a, I think it's a decent contract. You know, the guy puts up points, but it is, you know, the, does he put up points because he's good or because he plays with Jack Eichel? Yeah, and there might not be as much of that next year. Yeah, like I think for me, like Sam Reinhart, he's like he's not the driver on his line, but he's a really smart player who you know isn't flashy but can put up points and be effective. So I I, I don't mind the signing for the Sabres one year, five point two. See how it goes. Um. Yeah. I kind of really like. I really want Buffalo to be terrible, so everybody can rip on Taylor Hall for making that decision. I, you know, obviously as a division rival, you don't want them to be great, but I want the. I you know I, I. It's not that I don't want them to win any games. Like I would be very happy if they won every game against Toronto because I think that would be funny. Well, it would just be, yeah. <laughs> but, man, like, it, it's hard to see this team succeed. It's you know, hard to – it's really hard to picture it. Yeah, it's such a tough division, and there's just uh, – the I think they probably got better this offseason for sure. Mm-hmm. But how much better? And then you look at what other teams in the division are doing. I think Montreal got better. Toronto got better. Florida became different. Tampa's going to get worse, but they're still incredible. Exactly. Boston, same deal. 
Detroit even got a little bit better. I uh, you can't get you can't get worse. It's it's honestly impossible. I know. Ottawa, I guess got better. Sure, maybe yeah. not. And uh, Tyler Bertuzzi for of, of Detroit is going into arbitration. I think I don't think they were able to. They were not able to reach an agreement. They they, they weren't able. So we'll we'll see what the uh, what the judge has to say about that. Um, obviously, I think uh, Buffalo was avoiding arbitration this year with Reinhardt by by agreeing on on a contract, but he does have arbitration rights again next year, so that'll be interesting. Yeah, and they still have the Linus Omar contract to deal with too. Yeah, so that'll be interesting. I, I saw the filings for that. Omar was asking for like four point one, and the team was offering one point eight. So a bit of a difference in opinion there for sure. Bit of a difference. I, I how many games did Omar didn't play more than half a season? No, I I I don't understand why he's going in so high. I think he's going in at four because he's basically saying, I am younger and played better than Carter Hutton, so pay me more than Carter Hutton. And Carter Hutton's getting three something. No, he's getting two point seven five. Really? <laughs> yeah. Well, he thinks he's that much better. <laughs> I mean, you got to aim high. I think you aim high so that you settle at a number that's about Carter Hutton's number. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Obvious. Obviously, he's he, he's going in at four point one, not expecting to get four point one, but he he was dramatically better than than uh, Hutton. Yeah. So we'll see what he gets there. Uh. You know, lots of different filings around the league. Still a lot of quality free agents out there. Yeah. Um, a bit surprising at this point, some of the names. Well, I wonder what, what's going on and what's going through Mike Hoffman's mind right now. I think that's the question everyone's wondering. Yeah. And I think that's kind of like you kind of saw it on, you know, the early days of free agency that like, a lot of teams, you know, there's always when until the big free agents go, it kind of holds everything up. Yeah, because for a lot of teams, like maybe your priorities, Petrangelo or Hall or Tory Krug, and then when that doesn't work, it's okay. Circle back to Plan B, but you got to wait till those guys are signed first. And I think with a lot of the forwards right now that are unsigned, a lot of that is just teams waiting on uh, Mike Hoffman, guys like Anthony Declare. Um, that are still out there. They're just kind of waiting on on Hoffman to pick a spot. But, but then... we, we already kind of like talked about this last week with, with who we'd be interested in seeing the Panthers reach out and, and get. And, and those players haven't moved, so. One did. One did. We threw out Josh Levo. Oh, right, right. Levo signs with, with Calgary. I, I, I like that deal a lot for the Flames. Yeah. Like almost no risk. Quality player. Sure. Another former Vancouver Canuck. Why not? Connor Sheary's still a UFA as well. Connor Sheary's still out there, I believe. Dominic Cahoon is still out there. A lot of names still. Yeah. Kind of like around. A lot. Yeah. Very, very interesting. Like there's. A lot of names for this time of free agency. 
usually there's only, you know, a, 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 usually by now all the big guys are gone and there's just a couple left. But. Yeah, no, it's it's definitely. Wow. Yeah. I don't know. It's going to be really interesting to see what's going to happen. Very interesting to see what's going to happen. Um, would love it if the Panthers made another ad just to, again, you know, solidify some depth. We'll see. I don't expect them to, but I'd love it if they did. It also yeah. gives us something to talk about on the podcast. Excellent. I don't think they really consider the podcast when they make decisions. That, that, that's right. So, Bill, uh, we know you're listening. You just please stir the pot a little just so we can have something to talk about. That'd be fantastic. Would be fantastic. P.S. Great. We'd love a jersey. Um, but yeah. Would love a Thank jersey. You. My Panthers jersey no longer fits me. <laughs> it's from when I was like 10. <laughs> uh, I won't, you know, disclose details, but it's an Ole Jokinen jersey. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. I haven't I haven't gotten an NHL jersey in I think over a year now. I think the last jersey I got was a I think I got Ethan Bear from the Edmonton Oilers. You got that from China though, right? Yeah. Or was it, it, yeah. Yeah, and then the last I don't I oh I have I have a couple of Canadian women's jerseys that are all like authentic. Nice that are all signed by the team. I have a couple of those. But you know. Maybe that's maybe that maybe that'd be a segment for next week. We can talk favorite jerseys all time. Yeah. Yeah. Why not? Why not? I Kill think we are t- yeah. We'll, we'll we'll have to we're gonna have to this is like kind of a flashback to the the start of uh, the mid-COVID period where we we really were struggling for content. Really struggling, but ah, maybe something will happen between now and next week. You never know. Yeah, never know. Either way, either way. Um, last little note here before we go, obviously. Um, announcement that the All-Star game, which was supposed to be in Florida this year, getting postponed. Um, your thoughts on this? I mean, as much as I love the exposure for Florida to have the all-star game, I think it's so irrelevant. I'm fine with them just naming an all-star team for the, for the year. Like they don't have to, I'm, I've never, I'm not a huge fan of the all-star game. I like the skills competition, but I thought it got too gimmicky last year in St. Louis. I liked watching Green Day. They dropped a ton of F-bombs. It was unbelievable. I loved it. The thing about the All-Star game to me is, like, it's, like, you have to understand that, like, it's not meant to be for, like, people like us. Yeah. Right? It's it's meant for the kids, right? And you're trying to grow the game. So, from that perspective, like, obviously it sucks because it would have been a great chance to promote, you know, hockey in Florida. Mm-hmm. But you understand why they can't obviously do the event and you know scheduling issues and things like that so it sucks for that i'm also very indifferent to the all-star game usually i'll just like toss it on the background i'm not overly invested in it or the outcome yeah me neither um but i i do think it is a, a great event very important 
for the growth of the game. So unfortunate that we won't have that this year. Hopefully we'll get to see it next year. Um, I think I think they're going to do a great job in Florida. I think it's going to be a great event. Um, so I'm, I'm looking forward to it, but I'm not like devastated. It's not going to be on. And, not at all. You know, I'll find something else on TV. Exactly. Like, uh, I don't know, new season of The Boys. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. Well, um, October 30th, The Mandalorian Season 2 comes out. October 30th, Mandalorian Season 2 coming out. Going to be phenomenal. I, they've been advertising it a lot. I don't understand why. I know. It's like, you don't need that. Like, just, what are you just two-second ad once a week that says, Mandalorian's back. That's <laughs> all you need to say. I'm already in. I don't need to see clips of the new exactly, season. Exactly, exactly. Like, like, yeah, you had me at the name of the show. Like, I'm in. I'm all in. Like, Baby Yoda. Literally. Like, I'm in. No doubt. Um, Have you gotten a chance to see the new Borat? We did. We watched it the other night. Very funny. Very funny. Yeah, I know. I know some people didn't like it. I loved it. I thought it was. I, yeah, I, I thought it was amazing. You know, so just phenomenal stuff there. The the guy who plays Rudy Giuliani in the movie, I thought was my favorite actor. Yeah, I was. He was phenomenal in his role. <laughs> Played it really well. Um, I just. The thing, the thing about the board, I mean, it's like, I get, like, genuinely, like, nervous watching it, you know? Yeah. But I'm like, he might die here. <laughs> Honestly. Um, like, some of the stuff he does, you, you, you got to think, like, man, like, is he not, like, scared? Like, yeah, I'd be d- terrified. Like, what? So, really enjoyed that. Um. Yeah, yeah, great movie. I know some people didn't like it, you know, but I recommend yeah. I recommend people at least try and watch it. If you don't like, it, you don't like it. But I think it's yeah, worth, like trying to watch. Definitely, you know, I I, I really liked it, but I, I like the first one, so obviously biased. But Sasha Baron Cohen is is, is definitely like one of the better people in the world of television and film like he's i don't know many movies like that that are, are so thought-provoking yeah like regardless of what you think of the movie like everyone's talking about it exactly so i guess job well done great success great success great success <laughs> yeah <laughs> but yeah i was good i hadn't seen i hadn't seen a new movie in a while so i was good yeah, that was really good. We uh we ordered uh we ordered delivery popcorn from the movie theater and oh, set up our living room like a movie wow. theater. So expensive movie theater popcorn. <laughs> it's expensive at the theater, and then when you deliver it, it just tosses on like so much money. You could have probably bought a popcorn machine for that price and made your own in the living room. Yeah, I'm like ordering, I'm like, all right, three large popcorns. Yeah, let me just take out another mortgage on you know the house. <laughs> like, geez. Worth it though, hundred percent. Fantastic stuff. Um, but yeah, we'll we'll just kind of we'll just kind of see what happens over the next week. I guess that does it for this episode of the podcast. 
Thank you to everyone tuning in this week. We'll be back next week. The brand new episode where we either talk about our all-time favorite jerseys, for sure talk about our parlays. We'll see how they went this week, depending on how my went. I might not even be here next week. I might be in Cabo. We'll see. <laughs> we'll have to see. Um, but uh, we'll see you guys then. Thanks for tuning in. And yeah. Back on top.